Welcome, RSL Nation, to, uh, to another Scarf Live podcast with your boys, Adele and... The Baker, apparently. <laughs> the Baker. How you doing, my brother? Uh, out here grinding. Grinding? Grinding. It's a, it's a Tuesday. We can't come, can't come fast enough. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's the end of the, the regular season as we know it. Man, it's approaching fast, isn't it? Yeah. Too fast. Too fast. All right, RSL Nation, we had a long podcast post-game on Sunday, so we'll keep this on pretty short. We'll cover some very specific topics. Let's do this presentation style where we tell them what we're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what we told them. Check out. Science. Right. We're going to recap the, our predictions that we made two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Let's see who's smart here. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about some of that Rushna contract, the details of which were released, or more details were released earlier. Uh, we're going to talk about a really interesting and cool call-up that our boy Savarino got to the Venezuelan national team. Uh, talk about the Portland game and um, just reminiscing a little bit, man. The game, the, the year is almost over. Yeah. Let's get right into it. Time flies when you're having fun. Two weeks ago, Tuesday, mm-hmm. we were sitting right here at this very same desk recording into the same microphone on a different computer, and we made some predictions. We did. We, we said, did. oh, my goodness. We're walking or we're, we're, we're going away on two, two of the toughest teams in the league at this moment. We're playing at Kansas, well, excuse me, at Kansas City second, yes. Mm-hmm. But we're also playing in Atlanta. Correct. In that dome on that plasticky field yes, sir. against a surging team. And then right after that, we're going to SKC that was right up there, you know, uh, uh, competing for the top of the West, and we made some predictions. We said, here's how we think the team's going to do, and here's how we think other teams in our conference are going to do, and here's how, where we think we will end up at the end of these two weeks. So here we are. Here we are. Recap that for us, will you? Sure. So I'll go with you first. You had FC Dallas at the top. Uh, you had them at 56 points. They are at the top, but only with 54 uh, then you had SKC with 54 points, and they are second at 52. LAFC, then Seattle, then Real Salt Lake at 48 points, uh, followed, not even followed, but tied for that final spot with Portland at 48 points. So all things considered, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm out two. Well, you got, I mean. There's a switcheroo between. Port, I mean, yeah, you Portland and Seattle are both ahead of us, um, and you have Portland kind of behind us technically. Tied, yeah. Um, and then my How about list, you? my list goes: Sporting Kansas City at the top, uh, FC Dallas, LAFC, Seattle, Portland, Real Salt Lake, and then Vancouver. I had Vancouver chasing us uh, uh, five points behind us instead of LA. Boy, were you wrong! Uh, I was pretty much wrong about the distance between uh the team chasing us you're also wrong who's first right now uh fc dallas yeah you had kc didn't you i did but uh, those top three i think are long gone at this point so really no so we both predicted that at the end of those two weeks rsl would be sixth or tied for sixth or tied for fifth yeah that's right. always an interesting one tied for fifth to six i didn't even look at like the wins and losses and all those things mm-hmm. but the rest of the way we, we were pretty spot on 
I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you have that pulled up in front of you, I think we both predicted that the seventh place team mm -hmm. was going to be slightly further behind than they are right now. Right. So uh, you did call the right team, just not the right amount of points. Um, so Real Salt Lake at 48 for you, and then you had LA Galaxy uh, chasing the playoff line, but with 42 points. Mm. So a pretty healthy gap. And then mine, I can't say it was a whole lot better. I had Real Salt Lake at 46, uh, with 46 points in that sixth spot. But Vancouver being the team chasing us, and by chasing us, I mean sitting at 41 points, so a five-point spread. So we both thought we would be in sixth, well, mm -hmm. tied. Right. But with a more comfortable cushion. Absolutely. We thought we were safe. Surprise. That's the, that's the beauty slash terror of this league. So what you're saying is we did pretty good considering. I mean, I think we did pretty good. I mean, I got Real Salt Lake's actual point amount. Yep. Totally correct. It's I think we were wrong about the rest of the league. A lot of them, yeah. Um, I mean, who know. could have predicted that Se uh, Seattle was going to end a nine-game winning streak against, what was it, Columbus or something? Minnesota. Or, or, or yeah. Philly? No, I think Philly. Minnesota was the one that actually beat them first on midweek game. One of those two, yeah. Could be wrong. Regardless, but it was not expected. Right. Right. And and really the the most unexpected is that team currently sitting a seventh with forty four points, LA Galaxy. No, and that's for you. I th I, I remember vividly having this discussion. Right. You had them at forty two points. So somewhere along the way they found four extra points you didn't predict. Keeping them honest. I must folks. have missed the game. Keeping them honest. But I I I predicted them surging two weeks ago. You predicted them winning one game out of their like next three. No, I predict, I predict them winning against Seattle at home, which they did. But they I did? thought that was going to be the Seattle uh, streak buster. Right, that was actually the second game that they lost. Correct. Right, in like four days or something. Yeah, five days. Mm -hmm. All right. Overall, we're right about what we thought we would be. Yes. And overall. It's a little more fun than we thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely exciting. It definitely, uh, you know, all of a sudden I care about an LA Galaxy team that I had written off entirely. And now it's like, come on, SKC. You know, whale on those guys. Which hurts to say, but we have to. Hey, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. We're going to uh, get to the Portland game and mm -hmm. maybe some of the other games happening over the weekend in just a second here. Uh, let's talk about the other big piece of news, which is the Albert Rushniak contract. Yeah. Now, what happened over the weekend was a lot of people were left scratching their heads because they saw the starting lineup and they saw Albert Rushniak on the bench in what we basically deemed a must-win game, at least must-not-lose game, especially after we saw what LA Galaxy did the day before. So Rushniak is on the bench, took a little bit of... Uh, I'm just recapping the folk here. Mm -hmm. Took a little bit of research and looking around... And uh, turns out that, yeah, he just uh, resigned a new contract and uh, he stayed home to extend the contract. What have we learned about the contract uh, so far? So all things considered, it's, you know, it's not necessarily a, a, a bad contract either way. Uh, Rushnak got paid. Uh, he is officially Real Salt Lake's highest paid player ever, averaging at roughly $2 million per year or somewhere thereabouts. Um and the contract lasts through 2021 with a club option in 2022. Um, so for the foreseeable future, 
I'm not going to say Rushnak is staying at Real Salt Lake because a lot of stuff can happen, but Real Salt Lake has a say in where he ends up. For the foreseeable future, Real Salt Lake has the option on Albert Rushnak. Absolutely. Um, Roughly $2 million, you said? Right. I think, uh, I think the specifics weren't obviously released, but I also think it's, you know, with the incentives for performance and, and making the playoffs and such, I think, and I imagine it's as he, as he ages or as the contract ages, he gets paid more and it comes out to roughly 2 million per year. I'm very happy for him. Mm-hmm. I think the guy deserves it. I think it was time for us to find the next Javi Mo. It was time for us to find the next staple, creative staple. Sure, we have Nick Romando. We do. We have Kyle Beckerman. So true. Great guys. Love them both. Uh, but it was time for us to find the next creative staple around which we can build a team or continue to build a team. And I'm very, very happy about him. I know I've heard some people talking about how you went about it. Right. And not traveling, another team player. I'll ask your opinion in just a second here, but let me give you mine first. Let's hear it. Because that's how it works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that was the only way to do business with that team. I love our front office some of the time. Right. I hate them signing horrible or making horrible signings all over the place, at least the really, really expensive ones. Right. But DLH is a businessman, and he hires businessmen and women. And... You know what? That's why players have agents. And I'm willing to bet that that was his agent's idea. That was his leverage. His leverage was, you know what? We're we're done playing games. Step up to the table. If you want to do some business, let's do some business. Otherwise, walk away and leave us alone. And I'm going to hold the leverage over your head, which is my player playing in a must-not-lose game. Some deem it a must-win. I thought that was silly. Can't have a must-win on the road, uh, you know, at a team that is top of the top of the West basically it was playing for the top of the West at that time. I have no problem, absolutely no problem with the way he approached it. If all the stories are true about the promises having been made to him early in the year and not being delivered, your right. thoughts? Yeah, it's um, you know, let's let's say the contract doesn't go through, and uh, you know, we end up not having Rushnak play at all uh, on on Sunday, I think we're having a radically different discussion. Oh, totally different discussion. I I also think, you know, let's say we don't get the tie and SKC ends up getting the the second goal, we're having a totally different discussion. Completely different. Um, I think the way things panned out, Rushnak got lucky and the team got lucky and the fans got lucky because we now have a way. Let's be honest. It's, it's, Strictly from a putting the team first mentality and kind of, you know, being the guy that sacrifices for the greater good, it's kind of a jerk move. I get why he had to make it. I understand. You know, I remember. But he doesn't seem like a jerk to me. So if he had to make that move, it makes me question, like, what other moves he had to have tried before. Right. I think, I you know, the initial contract discussions were being had at, Earlier in the summer, I think it was that first international break way back, you know, literally at the start of the summer. So clearly it's it's been going on for a minute. I don't think this was something he decided over the course of a Thursday night to pursue. Right. And I and I think he he felt it was the last best option available to him, which I totally get and respect. Um 
it is kind of terrifying that he is prepared to sacrifice, let's put it bluntly, games to get what he wants slash needs. Um, deserves. Deserves. Yeah, absolutely. He deserves to get paid. He deserves to be Real Salt Lake's highest paid player. Um, but yeah, that, that uh, big sigh of relief as a fan. It doesn't necessarily force anyone's hand. I think we got bailed out by the result. And Real Salt Lake can continue to love Rushnak. Petke can continue to play Rushnak. And Rushnak still got what he wanted and will stick around for the foreseeable future. See, I don't blame Rushnak at all. I don't blame him. It's just, it was kind of a terror. I mean, it's it's a hell of an ultimatum to make. It's a, it's still, I still don't blame him. I, I think, if anything, if there's a failure here, it's the front office. You should not let contracts get to that point. Right. That's fair. And I, I, I get their hesitancy in pulling the trigger again with a couple of terrible contracts over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But when you you know when you have a good thing. Right. This so they got him for pretty cheap, right, compared to what he actually did for the team. And he was on trial. It was a tryout, it was a job interview on the job. He proved himself, I thought, pretty well. So they should not have let it get to this point. Right. If there's a blame, if there's anyone to blame here, I think it's it would be the front office, not Albert Rusia. Yeah, I, I and I think that there is like a lot of events in sports, plenty of blame to go around. Um, I will still obviously cheer for the guy, and I hope he continues to deliver. Uh, my favorite thing about that contract is the time extension. So originally uh, 2019 was going to be uh, Albert Ruchnik's last year on the, on the old contract or the contract before this renewal. Um, So the fact that we've figured out a way to add essentially three years on top of that is perfect. It's going to be awesome. So looking forward, are you excited about the possibility or the prospect of let's face it, Necromando did incredibly well this weekend, right? And let's face it, as well, he'll probably start next year. Kyle Beckerman did really well this weekend, again, mm-hmm. as we discussed last week. I think, uh, oh, or last Sunday, I think uh, one of us had him as MVP for the game. True, true. Um, but I think Kyle's minutes will start coming down a little bit next year. Right. So that means we're building the next few years of our of our team, of our franchise around Albert Rushniak. How, how do you like those prospects? Yeah, I think it's... You know, every year with the with the signings the team makes, I feel like we're deeper than ever, and and we're it's the best roster ourselves ever had every year for like the last few years in a row, and then inevitably injuries come knocking, and you know half the defensive line ends up being you know totally wiped out. Um, all things considered, I am very excited about. I think realistically, next year and the year after. Real Salt Lake becoming a win-this-year team. I think the last two or three seasons have been, A, just pure repair mode after, you know, a disastrous uh, 2016. Um, I think last year we missed the playoff, obviously, by a single point. It was kind of figuring out what does and doesn't work. And then this year was kind of dotting the I's and crossing the T's on what the team could potentially be and look like and, the philosophy and all that good stuff. And I think next year we are officially in competing for silverware mode. Not to say we can't win anything this year, but I think the best RSL team is, is yet to come. 
and that's an exciting prospect. There's a very exciting prospect that I don't agree with. I'm a little scared for next year. Yeah, I mean, change is terrifying. It, totally. Uh, still the same problems with number nine missing, and if the mirror takes, uh, if the mirror takes uh, Beckerman's position, again, someone has to play the number nine. I'm still, there's a lot of exciting things that can happen next year. Right. All you're not, of this... you're, not, you're not writing us off this year yet, are you? No, absolutely not. I, I think we make the playoffs, and then once you're in the playoffs, anything could happen, even though I would really, really, really prefer if we could host that first game instead of traveling. Um, even though I'm not here, I would as well. Right. Right. All right. Fair. So long story short, very excited about Rushniak. I don't blame him. You put a little bit of blame on him. Uh, let's get over it. Forget Life about it. On. Build out team around him. Um, next topic. Savarino. Our boy got a call. You got a call up to the national team. Every boy's dream. Absolutely. Club of country. That's what they say. Uh, yeah, it, it was uh, announced earlier today, officially. Um, Jefferson Severino, along with four other MLS players. Uh, Including San Martinez, yeah, dude so from some, the ATL. Some dude from the Atlanta United Falcons will be um, will be representing Venezuela against a pair of friendlies, uh, one against the United Arab Emirates, and I forget who the other one is against. Um, apparently, he doesn't... It, RSL is not playing during the break, so he will not be missing uh, any actual RSL games, which is fantastic news. That being said, and I'm always a let them play every chance they get, and if someone deserves to get called up for the national team, let them go. This late in the season, the stakes being so high and us being where we are, I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little nervous. Oh, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on, on you know releasing players for friendlies? I think we have no options. So we have to release players for friendlies. I also think this kind of reflects the lack of international soccer respecting the MLS schedule in any way, shape, or form. These uh, friendlies and being called up for national teams, especially if our boys are playing against some of the top talent in the world, right? Uh, who are they playing? United Arab Emirates and who else? I can't even remember. Yeah, it was some little little. I would love for any one of our guys to be on the field for 50 minutes or so against a Spain, an Italy, an England, mm -hmm. just to experience the, the different speed, the different level of the game. So when they come back, even on a short rest, they come back and they experience this. And now the MLS game looks slow to them. They're ahead of it. That's what we're seeing in Zlatan Ibrahimovic. That's why he looks like he's moving slow. He's only moving slow because he doesn't have to move any faster because he's three moves ahead of everybody because the move, the game happens so slowly for him here, right? So, long story, long. Very happy for him. That's a recognition of him doing well. I do think the international game needs to be, especially the, the, the North and South American international uh, call-ups, need to be more structured around the MLS schedule. I mean, this is, this is a horrendous time to call a dude up and go play for anyone, including his country. Mm -hmm. um, so happy for him. He cannot say no. The team cannot say no. Uh, it's just the system and the structure. And I, I think if he comes back and does well next weekend, we'll all be very happy. If he comes back and can't play, obviously a completely different story. But, hey, teams, the biggest teams in the world go through this every season. All the time. Right. That is the only downside 
of having really good players on your team. And Hefferson Severino, in my opinion, has been our best player over the past four or five games. I think that's fair. And he deserves a call-up, and good luck. Right. Any other points from you on that one? I mean, I'm just – I'm not even going to say it. I don't want to jinx it. No other thoughts. He'll be fine. He'll come back. Honestly, he probably won't even get, get minutes. Awesome. <laughs> Whatever happened to – remember when um, um, Saborio – uh, wasn't it an international game when he left and got drunk and missed the flight? Missed the flight. Never came back. Well, never came back. back. Time. Well, he never really came back from nope. that. Never came back. All right, let's move forward for just a little <laughs> bit here. We're going to talk about our next game. We won't spend too much time on it, just some. A little bit. Portland at Rio Tinto. Two of our last three games are Portland. Yep. One at Rio Tinto. One in Portland, mm-hmm. the very our very last game of the year. Yep. Which yours truly will be attending. Join us. Come say hi. These are the biggest, obviously, games of the year for us. Mm-hmm. Now we can talk about we could have dropped, you know, picked up a point here, not dropped two points here, should not have lost that game against Colorado, or tied the game against Colorado. We we're up by, by two at half. Yada, yada, freaking yada. It all comes down to this. We are where we are. We are in the playoffs. Right now. We are in the playoffs. Oh, you're doing that thing. There's no thing. These are the playoffs. Yeah, you're doing that thing that you do every year where, like, the high-pressure games you end up calling the playoffs. They're the playoffs. We're playing home and away. Right. In two weeks Mm -hmm. against the team on our ass Mm -hmm. or vice versa. Right. How much more playoff fee can it get? We could literally end up playing them three times in like two and a half weeks, depending on the seeding. So, I mean, yeah. Don't fool yourself, RSL Nation. The playoffs have begun. I don't care. I mean, by that the, logic, the playoffs began last week. There is a no, there's a specific feeling you get when the playoffs begin. All right. It's a playoff feeling type of atmosphere around these parts. Well, that's all it is ever. I mean, if you break it down that chronologically, every playoff game is just a game. The MLS Cup final is just a game. Sure, but there is also like a structured, def- defined thing in the MLS that is and isn't playoffs. You're just you're just buying into the man's uh, yes, the man's ability to speak English. Of what speak you want, English. what you want to, what they want you to think. All right, it's a it's a playoff type feeling. It's a playoff game. These. It's a, it's a right. playoff it's game. It's a playoff. I'll let you have it. I'll so, let you have it. Big news, big important news. Have you confirmed this? I'm assuming we have that uh Atanella won't be playing. It I mean, if he is playing, he has found the miracle cure for every ailment known to mankind. Given how much they were trying to tape up his shoulder. No, no, not tape. They, they were trying to like first locate it, then put it back to like a quasi okay place for it to be. I'm trying not to not to laugh because it really is messed up. But I'm pretty sure them trying to help him ended up like prolonging his injury by like three or four weeks. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I saw a jack hammer in there somewhere trying to hammer that shit back into place. No, uh, the the poor, the poor guy realistically is you know is not starting against at, at least the the game here at Rio Tinto, um, which, which obviously you never want to see a guy get hurt. 
But like I said last time, I am not going to pretend like I don't see the benefit for Real Salt Lake. He is clearly their best goalkeeper, and him not being available, I think, A, helps, but then B, also psychologically hurts that team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Plus, that team has not – they were on a roll for a while. Now Mm -hmm. they seem to be cooling down. I like – I like our chances. I absolutely like our chances. I'm going to call it right now. I think we're winning this Saturday at home against Portland. I think it's going to end up looking easy. Mm. It won't be. No. But it'll be just like that LA Galaxy game. No, I'm not talking about the same scoreline. I'm talking about the Galaxy game. After we walked out of there, we thought, like, holy cow, that was easy, right? But we all forget that Zlatan could have scored like 30 seconds into the second half, right. tied the game, totally different story about the whole thing, right? Absolutely. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those games where they're just, they, they just get nervous. I'm calling it a win that we're going to think, because we're going to be sitting at this table Saturday night, mm-hmm. probably right after having eaten some burritos with too much hot sauce. And we're going to be talking about how that was an easy win. I mean, I really, really, really want you to be right. I think it's going to be a very, very similar game to the SKC game. If if the FC Dallas game from that Portland just played on uh, on last Saturday is anything go by, I think Portland knows that they cannot come to Rio Tinto and play, especially in their current form. Um, I think they're going to bunker. I think they're going to play physical and chippy. Um I, I think they're going to hope for a counter somewhere. And I, I from what I've seen, Real Salt Lake has a rather difficult time breaking down teams that bunker and defend heavy. And I worry that Portland is going to come here to play for the draw. And I think they're going to be good at it. Well, that's why you put the mirror up front. Number nine, big boy, you know, bullying his way through, jumping up, getting some headers. Um, oh, I agree. I think they will do that, especially since they're ahead of us in the playoffs. Right. And their next game against us is at their house. Correct. So absolutely they're coming in here for a tie. I'm 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 not I have no no doubt about that. But um I don't know. I've j i have think I've just seen Mike Petke set up his team for these must wins too many times that went well. And I liked the, the the atmosphere, I liked the intensity, I liked the play at Atlanta and KC. Yeah, for sure. Good and energy. If they literally just do that same thing, which should be a no-brainer because they just played away at two of the toughest places to play. Absolutely. They bring that same thing to Rio Tinto where 20,000 of us and like six of them will be singing, chanting, yelling, screaming, and maybe blowing up some ducks. Why wouldn't that intensity at least be matched? Because and it's not just an intensity thing. I think, you know, I'm not like a master tactician here or anything, but both Atlanta and SKC came to play. I think if Portland like was to come out and play against Real Salt Lake, I'd be as optimistic as you are right now. I think Portland is a very aware team. I don't think they're coming out to play. I think they're going to set it up in the midfield and just go for some angles. Do you think they'll, they know they'll be in seventh by the end of the season? Do I think that they know that they will be in seventh? I don't think that they know. Well, they can't be all that aware then, can they? All I'm saying is uh, if Portland was coming to play some some footy, 
I wouldn't be worried. I think Portland is coming to bunker encounter, and that scares me. Agreed, and I think we'll break it. I hope you're right. So, we agree, but mm -hmm. we don't agree. I think we'll win. I think it will seem easy after the game. I think it's going to be the sweetest victory burrito of the year. Checks out. Uh, and... But I do think it's going to be some nervy, nervy first 30 minutes or so. And I just hope our boys come out. And I hope Albert comes out with something to prove with his new contract and, and the fans. And I have no doubt that, that that Mike will have them ready for the game. Here's the hoping. Folks, speaking of the game, mm -hmm. can you believe it's only two games left in the season i mean i can't home games i can't believe it um but i know it's true and it just breaks my heart it goes so fast these 17 games and the season starts and you're complaining about everything you're like this sucks and that sucks and it happens every year the october time frame comes around you're like you know even if you suck just keep playing i would like to have something to do on saturday night at rio tinto stadium Absolutely. um it's been an absolute a roller coaster of a season. We really hope it's not the last home game or the last two home games of the year, but realistically, they could be. Uh, they're definitely the last two regular season home games. So, we would like to encourage you, RSL Nation, come out, leave it on the field. You can't take it home. What are you going to do? Home, go home and yell at your spouse and that? No, that's not going to go over well. Show up, yell, scream, sing, chant, blow up some ducks. If the security doesn't take it away, you know. Any it. last closing words from you? No, it's uh, you know we we we've officially entered the playoffs, as you like to say. Playoff uh, time. Now you just got to win the damn thing. RSL Nation, thank you so much for listening to the RSL Scarf Live podcast with your boys Adele and the Baker. Please follow us on the Facebook, on the Twitter. We don't have Instagram yet, do we? We do not. We do not have Instagram. Too many, too many pages. And also sign up to this podcast at Scarf Life. Talk to you soon.